Welcome to the Athletes Podcast for athletes and geeks a lot. I'm your host, Bakari Spells, and let me start off with a disclaimer. The views and you know thoughts reflected in this episode do not reflect the thoughts and views of the Athletes Podcast as a company, as an organization, as a podcast. They are mine and mine alone. <clears throat> and this day is Deion Sanders and Jackson State University, HBCUs, and and you know analysts and media coverage, CNN, Twitter all that so without further ado let's get into it so <clears throat> as of today is tuesday night so you guys have probably heard the news Deion sanders hall of fame cornerback former nfl network analyst an armor on the american game coach um your mentor to black athletes herald the black athletes everywhere has decided to take a power five head coaching job at colorado university uh which has went one in 11 this last season <clears throat> This is coming out there undefeated season in the SWAC, undefeated season going 11 and 0, uh, with a birth in the celebration bowl, uh, I believe this weekend against um, who fucking cares? <laughs> but um, you know, the tone has been set, uh, and the tone has been set. Uh, it's not a surprise to anybody. I think everybody before he even took his job at Jackson State, imagined Deion Sanders would be a good fit as a power five head coach because quite honestly, there's been less qualified head coaches. Um, so let's get that out the way. It's not a question of whether he's qualified, whether it's just too big of a leap. I think he's answered those questions on SWAT play in his, in his two and a half, call it three years at Jackson State um, in the abbreviated COVID season and two full seasons <clears throat> with a roster that he, you know, fully assembled through transfer portal and recruiting. So, um, it's so much to tackle, and my thoughts are in array. Uh, it's so much negativity. It's kind of hard to find a light, and was really, you know, what we should really be applauding. Um, this episode, I didn't do any pre-research. I wanted to do everything real time, uh, answer the questions I had in real time because I wanted to get a real reaction. I want you guys to hear my real reaction because uh, Deion Sanders, you know, before we get to anything contextual or factual, you know, journalistically, and I'm not no journalistic reporter. Uh, I mean, he's, he's, he's like folklore, right? You know, when it comes to the game of football, 
you know, is the most feared cornerback of all time, one of the best cornerback of all time. So to have his knowledge, you know, passed down to young men in the game of football in any facet, whether it was an NFL analyst, whether he was doing, you know, the All-American coaching thing, that was a really cool thing, right? So then when he started coaching, it was <clears> – <throat> and I'm talking about when he started coaching at the youth level, you know, when he started coaching his sons and shit, it got even cooler. He coached at the high school level. He created, made a prep academy. It was an offensive coordinator for his high school. Um, I mean, he's done this shit every step of the way. He's impacted the game every step of the way. And then when he was finally decided to coach, you know, he decided he didn't want to take an assistant, a DB coach job somewhere. You know, he wanted to be a head coach, which is his right. He's a, he, he knows locker rooms. He knows the game probably better than most – you know, most GAs and DB coaches and secondary coaches and defensive coordinators could probably attest to his film study is religious. He used to study that shit on the fucking plane, bus, whatever you call it. Um, <clears throat> and, you know, success immediately followed him when he went to Jackson State. It's, it's, it's no surprise. Um, and with that success become, you know, comes opportunities. Um, so, you know, there was a number of job openings that probably would have fit prime this year. Georgia Tech uh, being a recruiting hotbed in the state of Georgia. Uh, USF, with obvious, you know, the state of Florida is a speed state. A lot of skill positions are appealing there. Um, <clears throat> he, the FSU connection that he has obviously ranks true in Florida. Uh, there, there's just plenty fucking UNLV. I mean, prime's personality would have cut really carried anywhere. Um, but Ultimately, Colorado offered him the best opportunity in terms of control, you know, and just like Jackson State offered him the best opportunity in terms of control. Um, and not only that, but meeting his end goal, which is, you know, addressing the deficit that is black leadership in football, not just college football, not just HBCUs, not just, you know, it's football, NFL as well. Uh, the number of black head coaches compared to any other head coaches is the numbers are disparagingly wide. Um, <clears throat> matter of fact, let's make that our first Google of the night. Um, I can tell you right now it's going to be fewer than five in the NFL, and then it's probably going to be that around the same percentile um, <clears throat> in, the, in the NCAA. NFL black head coaches, right? So you got Mike Tomlin, <laughs> Mike Tomlin, uh, fucking, hold on, let me go active. They're giving me fucking all time. Active. So let's see, black head coaches, Todd Bowles, Lovey Smith, Mike Tomlin. That's three black head coaches in the NFL. There's 32 teams. That is what? A tenth, 10% of the league? All right. So let's go NCAA, right? Power five. Power five black head coaches. Let's see. The SEC is blah, 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 blah. How many black head coaches? Damn, this is a really harder fucking Google search. Black football coaches. This is a black college football coaches. Deion Sanders, Charlie Strong, Kevin Sumlin, Harry Edwards is fired this year. Willie Jeffries. Yeah. Not a lot. What was that? Five? One, two, three, four, five. Quick Google search. I mean, we're going to get in a we – have a, we have a thicker list right here. Let's see. This one looks more accurate. 
let's see. Yeah, Herman was just fired this year. Carl Dorr was fired. Willie Tiger, David Shaw resigned. That was four fire head coaches. Tony Elliott was hired earlier this year. Stan Drayton was a fucking running backs coach. So, yeah, he had about five black head coaches <laughs> in the power five ranks. Um, so that's about the same time, about the same number in the NFL. And there's 130-ish teams in NCAA. So, once again, the disparity there is wide. So when Prime say he wants to, you know, address, you know, he wanted to bring HBCUs back to prominence, he did that. Uh, before Prime, there were no HBCU games with ESPN+. Plus. There was no deal with Disney+. Plus. They had their games streamed live on there. Prime did that. Before Prime came to JSU, they didn't have no fucking deal with Under Armour. Their facilities were so par. I mean, while Prime was there, they didn't have bread and water. So let's not act like Prime took more than he gave. Um, and there's also the, the concept of he has a mission to do, right? He he has to be excellent. Uh, just off the strength of his name, in what world did anybody believe that Deion Sanders would stay a HBCU, not just HBCU, a FB, a SCS head coach, right? Like D1AA. In what world do we think that was going to like stay there? And then if you're going to take it further, if that was to happen, what? Why would it be a university that cannot pay him a, a reasonable salary? His salary was not in the millions. You know what I'm saying? Not that he needed the money, but it's it's still to get competitive coaches, you have to get competitive pay. And you also have to have competitive facilities. You have to have a competitive infrastructure. Alignment has to be there where university leadership, the state has to support the university. There's a lot of ducks that have to be in the row for, you know, a program to become a dynasty in the way that Jackson State probably envisioned itself becoming if, you know, Coach Prime stayed there longer than five years, but he only stayed three. But he stayed there long term. Um, the, the, dis the disappointment is understandable, but the outrage is not justifiable. Um, circling back to the opportunity, uh, Jackson State was just that, right? He needed, we covered this earlier, he needed somewhere to coach. Jackson State offered him a head coaching job. Jackson State needed to win. And Deion Sanders offered them an opportunity to win. They both delivered on what they wanted to do. You see what I'm saying? And they both understood what was to happen next. The AD wasn't surprised. In the exit meeting, Deion Sanders pretty much named who the next coach was going to be. They were in, they were aligned in the division. So where does the, the betrayal comes really from the fans in the city of Jackson to Deion Sanders? Because I haven't heard one person say thank you. They called him a fraud, but he went those fucking 60 minutes and told y'all what he was going to do. You see what I'm saying? And then, but the person, you know, his co-worker, his Aflac commercial partner, Nick Saban, will lie to a reporter and say that he's not going to leave Miami this year after only one year in the NFL professional ranks, you know, with grown men, with actual families at state. He, he's not going to, he's not going to leave and leave assistant coaches in the win. And then he takes the Alabama job. 
You know what I mean? And he does it, and he he leads LSU and takes the NFL job, right? Opportunity abound. But when a white man does it, it's not really an issue. Not to make this a racial thing, but when it comes, but since it's an HBCU in question, and HBCUs are predominantly black, and this media coverage has brought a whole bunch of black reporters out of the woodwork that you know were previously applauding what Prime was doing. Now they're fucking criticizing them. It brings out the crabs in the bucket mentality. You saw the uh, Alabama State coach says, "I hope he comes back." I hope he comes back next year. I hope he doesn't go up to a, take a power five job. Why would you not want him to succeed? That makes more opportunities for you. You know what I'm saying? Do you, we we all work to provide and feed our families, and you and you cannot ignore the fact that HBCUs do not provide a competitive salary compared to a power five assistant coach job. If if you don't believe me, Kent State's head coach. A FBS school's head coach just left his position to become Deion Sanders' offensive coordinator and assistant coach job. You see what I'm saying? You see? You do you see? Do you do you see the jealousy there? You, you hope he stays so he can beat you again for for damn near free. It doesn't make sense. What you would, what you should say, is you, you hope he makes it so you so you can show that if you can dominate the slack, then you can dominate the Pac-12 as well. You know what I mean? That creates more opportunities and you can create a true feeder league into a power five coach opportunities because all we really need, all we really be asking for is opportunity. That's what HBCU is supposed to be. It was opportunity for us to go learn around people that look like us and wanted the best for us, right? Right? Am I am I am I wrong? Y'all can talk in the audience. <laughs> but it's um it, it's it's turned into this 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 feeling of being less than but we we only are what we allow ourselves to be and, and this this public this public discourse when we should be applauding like a, like it's a graduation you know what i mean it's just it's unseemly to me um because in reality if eddie robinson or fucking any hugh jackson i believe he was the coach to jackson's um, not jackson granwin um if eddie george got offered a head coach job at a power five for nfl job even an NFL assistant coach job, they probably jump at it because the, the salary is higher and the opportunities better. It's more competitive football. Every athlete wants to compete at the highest level. Every true competitor wants to compete at the highest level. And what is Deion Sanders is not a true competitor. So we're faulting a man of being true to his character, but that's what he's preaching to the young men on his team every day. You cannot have one and not the other. You feel what I'm saying? I just it just makes me sad, man, because this is just an opportunity that's just so great for for African American coaches. Like this man, Deion Sanders. Don't don't forget who Deion Sanders is. He's not just a hero to us. He has ear, he has the ears of owners. He has the ears of GMs. He called out NFL teams to come out to HBCU combine and about what was it? 26 2019 showed up out of 32 and 32 teams that didn't show up he called them out on social media and i bet they'll be at the next one that don't worry, forget about being swag that's just being black right that's just black pride showing love and then even a lot of coaches when they take a new job especially a head coaching job do not have the time to balance recruiting class and still do bowl prep and coach project Deion Sanders, and knowing how important this next opportunity will be for him, is still choosing this coaching the Celebration Bowl. Is still keeping his son there to play in the Celebration Bowl. 
even though he knows the son is going to transfer to be his quarterback at Colorado, which if you saw that press conference, he told them that, that quarter, his quarterback coming. And if you've seen Colorado play, you know why he felt comfortable saying that shit. JT shot his ass. Buddy that Brock Lewis, whatever the fuck his name is, trash. The quarterback situation is trash. It's a perfect situation. It's probably why Dion chose Colorado, honestly, because the quarterback situation was so unsettled. And it eased the transition for Shadur to the power five level as far as a competition standpoint and being able to justify that. Um, UNLV had Harrison Bailey uh, and the dude that started ahead of Brunfield. You know, it's a lot of not a moving parts with that. Um, another reason Jackson State probably matters some of the roster turnover. Dion brought a lot of talent, right? And that talent allowed Jackson State to be dominant for two years. And now that talent has the ability to transfer without having to sit out a year. So they're likely to follow. The top-end talent is likely to follow Deion Sanders. So while Deion is leaving the coaching infrastructure somewhat of the assistance he doesn't want to take, but he believes are going to be useful to whatever next staff or whatever, the talent, the top-end talent, the Travis Hunters, the Coleman's, the Shadur Sanders, they're coming with him. And so those games that they went off of sheer talent when coaching and uh, attentiveness didn't work are going to be a little tighter. But, I mean, what's to stop Jackson State from going out and hiring another head coach or another assistant coach from the NFL or a Power 5 league that has experience and wants to make a name for themselves again? What's to stop them from grabbing the Willie Taggart? What's to stop them from grabbing a, a, a Charlie Strong? What's to stop them from grabbing a Greg Roman? What's to stop him from grabbing a Jeremy Pruitt? You know what I mean? Jackson State is not as programmed in despair. It's a program that has attention, and if they play their cards right, can keep it. And if they can keep it, then they can spread that light to other people because it doesn't have to be a Deion Sanders. If the result won't be the same because no two situations are the same. But it's an opportunity. It's a stepping stone if we don't fucking throw it in the ocean and let it sink. So, um. I really wanted this to be a fact check, you know, rebuttal episode, and it's turned into more of a pulpit thing. But I mean, we just gotta do better, man. There's some things that you know money can't buy. Um, and Deion Sanders said it in his interview. He, the bad follow him. He don't gotta chase it back. He made plenty of money, and I believe it. And I, I just believe that um, you have to show your worth. You have to show what we're worth. Uh, that's an important precedent to set. And like it or not, he will probably be the precedent now um, for former players that want to come straight into the league as a coach, NBA style, for for black coaches in general who have some some personality or some just questions in general. Whether are they too young? Are they too inexperienced? Just more, just more, more opportunity for owners and athletic directors and college chancellors to take a shot on us it's it's nothing but up from here and who would you not want to entrust this to if not the best cornerback and one of the best players of all time um hey man let's just spread love and positivity to each other man the it's, what's done is done you know what i mean make peace with it in your hearts uh hug your loved ones tonight you never know what happens tomorrow uh respect women always remember pimping ain't simping and we out yeah, I